Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Oh, and a very good morning to you. Heels is joining us again. This is devotion beyond the extraordinary Heels. I've done my, I've done my sums this morning. So it's oh, 6 a.m. here. Oh, well, just gone 6 a.m. It was 6.04 in Bris Vegas. You're yes. four and a half hours behind. So I guess it's just after 1.30 in the morning in our Matterbad. That's right. That's exactly right, Paddy. That's not above and beyond. How much fun is this? <laughs> Getting ready for the test match for a start. But heaps of other stuff. You know, the NRL is on fire. It's up and running. We've got stuff everywhere, haven't we, to, to discuss and... Gee, we might, we're not far away from talking AFL as well. Yeah, that's Their exactly right. starts when? The 18th. Oh, that's only next weekend. Yeah, we're going to go heavy into the Queensland derby with uh, Bronx and Cowboys. We've got very shortly here, we've got Chas Mostert uh, on the line as well because uh, finally these two cars, the, the, the Camaros and the Mustangs, have been ticked off to start this weekend, which is a big relief to both because we'll have... Uh, We'll have all the cars on the grid in Newcastle this weekend, but Chaz, twice a, uh, a Bathurst oh. winner, uh, is going to join us, and he'll join us shortly to talk about this. But, I'll, look, I want to talk about what's happening over there. You said you weren't going to leave your room you know yesterday. What that ticking, you, you know what that ticking off's called? What? Homologated. <laughs> yeah. The homologation teams ticked that off. Yes, I know. So, yes. They've been homologated. Continue, Patty. <laughs> well, well, you can ask Chaz what homologation means. It's a, okay. Yes, okay. No, I want to no, know. Just, it's just they, they've achieved they've achieved technical parity, mate. Okay. They're saying both cars are the same. You can push on. <laughs> now, tell me about the festival of colour. Did you or did you not leave your hotel room yesterday? Uh, yes, I left my hotel room but was in no contact with anyone with um, a bag of that dye, that painted dye. So I don't know when the throwing happened. It might have happened more in the morning, but I've had a video of Dr. Ash Mistra, who, who is coordinating our trip over here. He looks... I've actually sent it to you, didn't I? Yeah. He looks like a coloured goose dancing <laughs> around his courtyard at home. And so that, they've thrown their stuff around on their own by the look of them. And Elise Perry, you can't get it out of her hair. She's got pink hair when she plays the next uh, WPL game. So, so we stayed clear. We went out um, uh, last evening at about 6.30 and didn't see any colour getting thrown around then. By then, I think it had all happened through the day. Okay. So I've done a little bit of research for you. This whole festival of holly or happy holly is the victory of good over evil, the start of spring. It's also called festival of spring, festival of love, but its most common term is festival of colour. Okay, so you know what you're talking about when you get to the stadium yes. today. So as I said, it's just gone 1.30 there. You've got a really early kickoff to get to the stadium because it's just massive today, isn't it? Yes, it is. It seems to be uh, being treated very differently to most cricket games here um, with this sense of um, sort of importance with the two Prime Ministers uh, that are arriving. There's a, there's a one-hour ceremony before the, um, the play, uh, and I'm assuming it's not sure where the toss will fit in that, 
but we're getting to the ground. We, we need to be inside the ground before 8 o'clock because the ground shuts at 8.15. You can't get in or probably out. Uh, then the Prime Minister's ceremony, they go round the ground on a Batmobile and uh, wave to everyone, then get off the Batmobile and meet the two teams. And then, oh, I'll tell you what happened to me last night on the way back to my room from dinner. Uh, I'm this, These four girls got in. I was either side of the lift. I was talking to a bloke from California yep. and he was asking me, you know, what are you here for? And, and I said, oh, there's a big cricket game here tomorrow, starting here tomorrow. So he's asking, yeah, how long does that go for? And the old, what? Five days? You know, one of those type of things. <laughs> And, and then four ladies got in um, and inter- sort of interrupted us a bit and they were trying to get their lift, their floor to come up and it wouldn't work, their card wouldn't work. Anyway, they sort of said, oh, sorry. They interrupted us and said, sorry for interrupting you. Um, but And, and she heard, overheard me sort of say a bit, something about cricket to the Californian man. And she said, oh, you're going to the game tomorrow? And I said, yeah, yeah. And she said, oh, I'm, she's the performer. So she was, uh, she's going to perform something. I said, oh, and on her way out, I said, oh, are you going to do the Australian or Indian anthems or both? And she said, ah, oh, you'll have to wait and see. <laughs> so she's a, she's a dark, pretty shortish but dark hair. I've got, I've got an image of her in my mind and I'll be able to tell her, tell us what she did, what so she did today. You're already running so big, shoulders. big, big morning. Yes. Yeah, so um, she, yeah, she was nice. They were in a bit of a flap, the girls. I don't know whether there was a, a wardrobe issue or not, but uh, yeah, they were they were struggling with something. Those four. <laughs> well, I've got some stats for you. We so that's talk- that. We were talking about the oh, uh, the MCG. So, twenty thirteen, the day one of the uh, Boxing Day test, ninety one thousand showed up. But in May last year, there was a hundred and four thousand eight hundred and fifty nine show up to this ground where you're at for an IPL match between the Gujarat Titans and the Rajasthan Royals. So that, I guess, is mm. the world record. They, they would love to try and beat the world record uh, today at Modi Stadium. Capacity, 132. So, yeah, look, it's uh, it's such it's, it's a massive day here. And I, I mean, for all the, the cricket experience you've had, you, tell me you're not excited about going and just being part of this today. No, I can't tell you that, Paddy, because that's exactly what I'm most excited about. Uh, I played a test match um, at Calcutta, uh, which I think was called Kolkata by then, uh, and 270,000 attended the test, and we lost in four days. So <laughs> there was still a fifth day that, that could have added to 270,000. And Josh Hazelwood has played a game here at, uh, with 100,000 at it uh, in an IPL game, and he left the boys when he went home injured. He said, hey, listen, boys, uh, if that crowd is as big as they're saying it's going to be, it's deafening. So see you later. (laughs) So you've got to do a lot of different stuff. You can't bat. You don't hear your other batsmen call. The umpires don't hear fine edges. It's it's just really interesting and different to be playing in front of those big crowds. Hey, let's change tack very quickly because uh, his his window of chatting to us is brief this morning, but it's great to have Chas Mostert on the line. Chaz, thanks for joining us. Two times Bathurst champion. Very, very exciting as we move into this brand new generation for supercars. But Heels, who's sitting in uh, his hotel room at Ahmedabad this morning, waiting for the test match to start, wants to know what homologation means. That's a great question. Good morning, guys. I'm still trying to work it out myself. It's probably got too many letters uh, for me to understand being a bit of a bogan race car driver. So, um, yeah, uh, that's a great question. I can I can probably look that up on Google and um, hopefully give us an answer in a couple of minutes. 
So, no, you... but you, you've got teams of homologators, Chaz, you have, and those teams have done some more testing in the last week or so and they've ticked off on technical parity. Do you believe them that these two cars are technically similar? Yeah, oh, 100%. I think, I think they're pretty pretty close as you can get with the differences. You know, you've got two completely different engines in this category. Uh, I think that's probably the hardest part is to try and match those cars to be the same with the engine-wise. Um, Aerodynamic-wise, I, I believe the cars are very close. So, um, yeah, we'll just have to wait and see. A little bit more running uh, a few rounds at the start of the year. I'm sure it'll be a bit more clear where the cars are exactly at. Um, but the homologation teams are actually the category themselves, even though the um, there are some teams running a couple of cars for them. So, yeah, I think they've, it was good they did some more testing in that and um, and, they've, and they get some more data. So just have to see how the year goes. But they've got a, definitely a hard task. It's not easy to create two different cars uh, to be as close competitive-wise on a racetrack, definitely when the engine configurations are different. We know it's been a seismic yeah. shift for your team for Welcome to Andretti Racing. You, you've moved from Chevy to Mustang uh, for this year. How are you feeling going into this brand new season? Yeah, I'm I'm pumped. For me, um, coming back to the Ford side is pretty exciting. I did most of my career racing a Ford before I came to Welcome to Andretti United. So, um, yeah, it's a bit of a homecoming for me. Um, and I know the team's very excited to go into a new era as well, um, representing Ford and. Um, yeah, it's going to be pretty cool. So the cars look fantastic. You know, they, at least they look like, um, you know, a little bit like road cars now, as in the shapes. The last couple of um, series cars haven't really represented the road car models that you can buy as a fan. So, um, you know, I think it's exciting to go into this new era. Uh, some big technical changes as well. It just freshens, freshens us all up and makes us all try pretty hard as teams and drivers and engineers and all that kind of stuff to, to try and get the competitive edge. Mm, well, I think this new generation might be right in your wheelhouse, Chaz, because, you know, have you got ambitions to, to really take this apart? Because you've been so consistent, you've got a lot of experience and you've got the ability to drive, uh, you know, drive cars more like you're going to have to uh, than in the recent past. You could be well placed here. Oh, I'm not sure, mate. There's still 25 guys got to try and beat. But, um, look, it's just an opportunity for every team and driver to um, to, to get a, a chance to try and get back to the pointy end and, and try and beat other guys and learn learn something new. So uh, it's not going to be an easy task. It's going to be a pretty tough task around Newcastle this weekend. And um, I know we're up, for, we're up for it. We'll just have to see what happens. I can't think that far ahead, guys. It's a bit early in the morning for me here. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Chaz, was it a thing that the Mustangs were a little bit off the pace? Um, was that in your mind, and, and do you believe it has been fixed? Yeah, they've definitely been working pretty hard. I think I think the biggest thing was um, the, the engine side of things. There was um, a lot of different changes that happened in the last part of last year with the homologation cars that seemed to have detuned the, the Ford motor a fair bit. But as far as I know, it's getting back to where it, it was mid-year, where it felt quite competitive and um, and was running quite well. So the, the good thing about the Ford is it, it can easily change its, its timing of the engine quite quite easily um, compared to the other make. So um, yeah, there's some changes that have been applied in the last you know couple of weeks. Then I think that's in the right direction. So um, until we get here and all the cars are running the same weights and all the teams have got all their parts on the car, which they all seem to have now, um, we'll know where we stand um, by Sunday night at least. Hopefully. 
Uh, Chaz, can you explain why that Newcastle circuit is a challenging one for you guys? Yeah, it's probably one of the, the or probably to say the tightest track we go to on the calendar, um, exception of a couple of pre-made circuits which have a couple of tight corners here and there. It, but Newcastle is pretty much tight everywhere you go, from turn two all the mm. way down the beach of Cane, um, the whole mid part of the track. It's um, it's pretty pretty tight and pretty cutthroat. So important to have a good car around here, nice sharp pointy car. Um, if you, if the car's a little bit lazy, um, you can lose so much time around here. So um, yeah, it's just brutal. It, it doesn't give you a lot of time as a driver to relax. Even down the whole back straight, you're, you're zigzagging all the way down to the, the you know to the one of the bottom corners there. So do 95 laps around here um, with tyres degrading, brakes getting hot. Um, you know the different fuel loads. It's uh, test us out, and then I feel sorry for the poor cars. They're going to bounce across curves, ninety-five <laughs> laps as well, and try and hang on as well. So, um, yeah, it's it's a, it's a good old war out there. Now I had a close look at yours, Optus Mobile One, uh, but I saw you've got twenty-nine other sponsors. How the heck do you fit them all on the car? Because it, yours looks a pretty clean livery, to tell you the truth. And what other what other cars impress you as far as the look that we're going to see over the weekend? Oh, look, I'm a bit biased. I think mine's the best, 100%. So I can't even bother looking at the other cars. But, uh, you know, 29, look, there's always room for at least three or four more. So um, if anyone's listening out there and wants to come, um, come support me, um, I'm sure we'll find a bit of space on the car. But, look, we're pretty lucky at WAU and, and the team in the background do a fantastic job, um, you know, with our, with our sponsors. And, um, you know, it kind of feels like a big family at, at WAU, and which is probably a little bit different than, than some other teams. So, um, yeah, we've had some long-serving sponsors. To give you an idea, you know, Mobile Mobile One's been supporting the team for 30 years. I think it's probably one of the longest-serving... Uh, it is the longest-serving sponsor in supercars with the team uh, and, and a brand. So it's um, when you're representing people like that that have been around, um, associ- associated with the team for so long, um, you know, it makes you pretty proud to represent them as well. So, um, yeah, we'll see how the year pans out for us. No, oh, well said, mate. That's that's brilliant. I was delighted to, to see that you grew up in the Browns Plains area of southeast Queensland. Uh, you, what what made the move for you and your family from Melbourne, having been born down there? And any uh, early influences in southeast Queensland that got you go karting in the first place? Well, I don't think you have 20 minutes to hear my lifelong story, but um, I, was, I grew up a, a stone throw from Browns Plains. I was down in Munroobin there. Oh, yeah. Um, but, yes. um, yeah, we were there. I was there when I was about six. And to move from Melbourne um, up, I think Dad had a bit of a midlife crisis. But before we went to <laughs> to Queensland there, we were kind of stopped at Ellie Beach and he had the charter boat um, midlife crisis thing to have a go at. So um, that didn't quite work out either. So we ended up a bit more north and back in transport. <laughs> Uh, great stuff. We're, uh, we're running out of time, and I know you're very busy. You're getting close to it. Uh, just as a fan, we cannot wait for this new season. We're really looking forward to what is, a, as I said, it's a, it's a seismic shift in, in motor racing for Australia, and you're going to be right at the pointy end of it. Yeah, mate, I can definitely feel the, the pull of that, that shift. So, um, yeah, we'll see how we go. <laughs> right, Chaz. Thank you very much. Yeah, good luck, Chaz. Cheers, guys. Thank you. Hey, we have tracked down one of the hottest trainers in the country at the moment. Matty Hoisted is going to join us. Now, uh, Matt, we can talk about Uncommon James. We can talk about nine-year-old Scalapini running around like it's a four-year-old. You had a winner at Doombin yesterday. But I want to ask you the big question. 
is Santero a chance at Eagle Farm Saturday because it is running in the Hoppies Car Wash Handicap? And I have one of the owners of Hoppies on the other end of the line in India with us this morning. (laughs) <laughs> no, most, most definitely. She uh, looks, a, looks a really nice race for her. She was obviously outstanding first up and probably just the way the race was run didn't suit second up. So I think she's sort of uh, ready to peak third up and, and yeah, she'll, she should take a fair bit of beating right down in the weights on Saturday. There we go, Heels. There's, I don't know whether you can get a bet on from Medivad at, uh, at the weekend, but the, there's the tip from the, from the almost from the horse's mouth. Hey, hey mate. Yeah, well, Mark Taylor might be able to, Mark Taylor um, named that race for us. His charity is up on the track uh, on Saturday and they, they hadn't sold all their races. So in I, in I went and gave them approval. So Tubby might be able to present the trophy. You never know. <laughs> Good stuff. Matty, talk to us about the, the big names in this stable. You've got Scalapini up this week. Uh, as I said, a nine-year-old running around in a four-year-old's body. Yeah, he's just a, just an old marvel, isn't he? He's um, you know, just sort of coming up prep after prep, and, and probably the last you know over six months, he's he's no doubt racing in career best form. It's um, you know, a big job from the team to have that sort of be able to get that longevity out of him after his racing career, and he's just a just a happy horse at the moment. And yeah, he's he's um, you know racing racing to that. So we've been given the visitors draw again. They might be getting getting Jack of us taking their money home because we've both times now he's drawn poorly and again draws the outside gate but um look, he's obviously natural patterns to roll forward now so hopefully try and uh, replicate his last two wins at Flemington and, and he'll, uh, if he can get across cheaply enough he'll, he'll definitely give him something to chase down yeah that's great unbeaten at Flemington all right the, the big one of course is uncommon James coming off the win in the group one um you can go to the galaxy now yeah, head to head to Sydney next next Saturday with him. So yeah, really looking forward to it. He's only improved again off that second up run. I think he's sort of third up, ready to sort of you know at peak fitness now. He looks looks absolutely a million dollars. So um, yeah, can't wait to get him up to up to Sydney. And then there's going to be a few hard decisions on the back of uh, yeah how he runs there with with how we, we sort of plot our next course. And all that stress about such a win, uh, Maddie, on on those interstate races. I bet you get. Just as much fun out of Stella Magic, who did win it uh, yesterday in Brisbane, uh, for the owners, they they just must love it all the time, do they? Looks like being really smart. She stakes place as a two-year-old, and and has been racing in, in much better grade, and and sort of been thereabouts in stakes grade since. And you know, so it's been a while since she she was able to get a win. So it's good to see us drop her back in class like that, and um, you know, get a nice confidence-boosting win, and hopefully we can. So get back to Saturday grade now, and I'm sure she'll be nice and competitive. She'll run in about three weeks' time, and, and she'll be hard to beat. Hey, the stable has also picked up uh, the Star Philly Party for Two uh, after a, a pretty good Blue Diamond campaign. Yeah, yeah, obviously we're, we're sort of uh, yeah, we're shocked to be to be called up and asked to take her on. Obviously, she's a she's a really smart Philly. Damien did a really good job with her at first initial preparation, and yeah, she'll be she'll be only having a short amount of time off to try and get her ready for for our winter carnival. And um, yeah, hopefully she can hold her form and she can keep improving. Then you think she'll be a force to be reckoned with in our our winter. Hey, we know how hard you guys work, mate. But right at the moment, you're just on on a great wave. You must be really enjoying this. Yeah, definitely, definitely makes it a bit easier getting out of bed uh, when that alarm goes off and you, you're sort of coming into horses like this and when they're all performing as they are. So, yeah, these these uh, waves don't often last forever, so you've got to make the most of them while, while, they're, while you're, they're going. 
All right, Matty. Thank, we really appreciate your time this morning. The O'Day Hoisted Stable is flying at the moment with some wonderful gallopers. And we'll be keeping an eye on them right across the uh, the East Coast, but we'll be also keeping a very careful eye on Santero in the Hoppies Car Wash Handicap at Eagle Farm on Saturday. <laughs> oh, good luck, God. Matty. Cheers. Matt Hoisted joining us there, as I said. They are running high. Queensland's your place to race this year. The action continues this week across the Sunshine State. Visit racingqueensland.com.au. Well, Australia's greatest wicketkeeper will be watching from afar when uh, the Bronx and Cowboys clash tomorrow night at Suncorp. Uh, traditional derby. We love this one. It's going to be... And, and both teams' winners, winners by just a point in the first round. Uh, they b- made brilliant starts, particularly the Bronx, I've got to say, because they were just superb against Penrith. We've got a very special guest joining us who hasn't really felt this... Broncos-Cowboy rivalry is going to get it for the first time tomorrow night. Marty Topo, Marty, welcome to the show, and, and thank you. What's the what's the feeling around Red Hill about uh, about the derby? Oh, thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, look, it's obviously going to be really, really exciting, uh, especially after all the Queensland teams have uh, gotten up in round one for, with a great win. So, uh, yeah, this is going to be my first taste of uh, Queensland uh, derby. Uh, especially down at Suncorp, so it's, it's going to be pretty exciting. Yes, you've got three of them to look forward to this year too, mate. Um, I, I guess Manly is a bit parochial and a bit segregated from the rest of Sydney, but how has it been, uh, the feeling of being a one-team town now? Uh, to be honest, I feel like I've never felt like this. felt so proud, being obviously being presented my jersey by my family and, and Kevin amongst... Um, you know, the, the players, but uh, the last couple of weeks having, um, you know, like the likes of Gordon Tallis and obviously having Alan Langer around, like I've never felt this proud to don <laughs> the Broncos jersey and just being in and amongst uh, Queenslanders, it's it's uh, a great vibe. And uh, look, I'm absolutely loving my environment and I, I'm loving coming to work and, you know, trying to put my best foot forward week in, week out at training and um, obviously on, on game day. I tell you what, you've got to love the grit that they showed last week too. I mean, you know better than most players in the league, Penrith at Penrith, uh, right at the moment, is a near impossibility. Yeah, look, I would say a lot of people have uh, written the Broncos off, but we went in with just the mentality of just, you know, making it difficult for them and, uh, you know, throughout the whole week leading up to Penrith, it was focusing more on... Uh, ourselves and uh, and our strengths rather than focusing on the opposition and look I couldn't be more prouder than uh, um, the boys uh, on the weekend just showing that absolute grit and toughness and you know we obviously we came away with the with the win so it's a great way to start the week and great way to start our year but uh, look I would say that nothing's happened yet mate so you obviously don't win premierships in in March no, nah, good call. Everything's good. And at the end of that Penrith match, you might be able to fill us in a little bit about without their trusted running combinations that, you know, Coruscant and Kikau feeding a lot, both sides of their attack. How did they feel to play against? Oh, look, they're, they're tough as always. Uh, obviously, with their forward pack, they've been pretty dominant the last couple of years. But I felt like with our forward pack and our, our whole playing group, sorry, it's just we, we are so focused. We uh, we obviously know all, all our roles and, you know, we applied that on the weekend and it just it just 
you know, ran smoothly. And even if, you know, obviously we faced a bit of adversity with penalties and turnovers, but we just turned up for each other. And, and that's the sort of attitude. Mm. It was all about attitude on the weekend. We just definitely turned up for each other. And, you know, that, that really helped. And we, we came away with the win. Hey, you get, uh, we know you get Reese Walsh back this week, which is going to be fantastic for the side. Hey, and this is always a, a, a fraught question, I suppose, asking you to name names. But who out of this side that, you know, since you've started training with them, has impressed you most? I mean, you, you obviously have opinions when you're with another club and looking at the Broncos, but who's impressed you most since you've arrived at Red Hill? Oh, look, it's, yeah, it's really hard to... Yeah. Uh, to point the finger at, uh, you know, who, who's really, really impressed me. But I must say, the the couple of players that have is your Payne Haas yep. and Paddy Carrigan. And these two, Paddy Carrigan, he's just a born leader. He, the, the way he communicates with, uh, amongst the playing group, as well as, uh, you know, the way that he plays, uh, as well as uh, Payne Haas, they just, mate, they're just tough buggers. <laughs> they would do literally anything and everything for you. And look, I'm so glad that I have them on my side, side by side, rather than being the opposition. Uh, but I would say they're, oh, they're the and... two that they've really, really impressed me. Gee, I hope we can keep them fit throughout the year. With this confidence being quite high, you know, you sound really pumped e- even. I'm, I'm thinking that it might be brilliant for Ezra Mam. And, and what he got out of that win, we might even see better in the future. Oh, definitely. Look, Ezra Mam, he's he's a superstar, but you know, obviously, we don't want to um, we don't want him to get uh, too far ahead of himself. Uh, but look, he's working alongside with our assistant coaches as well as the playing group, the mature playing group around uh, with Adam Reynolds as you know one of his mentors on the pitch. Uh, it's great to you know the boys keep him level-headed and obviously focus uh, week in, week out and, uh, you know, just trying to nail his role and, and what he has to do for us. Martin, what in your mind will Reese Waltz bring to this football team? Mate, he's got some great flair. He, uh, obviously, we all we all have seen his strengths in the last couple of seasons, but he's a great character and he's obviously, he's going to be the general in the back who we... Uh, you know, sorting out a formation in, in our defensive line as well as uh, our attack. He's got some great flair and uh, he'll he'll be a great addition into our squad this weekend. Yeah, I want, I want you to take us into the dressing room post-match. Adam Reynolds, any emotion? Did did anything come to the surface with that great victory at Bluebet? Uh, with the skipper, he's always cool, calm and collected. He's... Uh, Look, he's been around the game for a very long time and, you know, um, we're, we're probably very much the same where, you know, the, obviously we've got the, the win in round one, but, you know, it's a very, very long season ahead. So just got to knock over to the next one and uh, just keep doing our job. Mm. Hey, just quickly, we'll, we'll wrap it up. But really looking forward to the clash of the two packs here, mate. Uh, you've got McLean, you've got Robson, Cotter, you've got Hess, Nanai, Taumalolo. That's their starting pack. Uh, boy, that's almost that's almost a rep pack, isn't it? Oh, it definitely is. But then you look at our forward pack; mm. it's a it's a it's an even better pack as well. And um, look, it's going to be so. There's going to be some fireworks over the weekend. A great derby, especially down at Suncorp. And um, you know, I, I'm glad that I'll be able to, um, yeah, 
add my little two cents there coming off the bench <laughs> and, uh, you know, looking forward to that win. Get that yeah. win. Well, you'll add plenty off the bench you did the other day. Hey, congratulations on joining the club, mate. I know it, it happened late for you, but uh, you've really embraced that uh, the culture down there and the, the, all the stories that I'm hearing that they're, they're loving having you within the, within the side. No, it's always good fun. And I'm, yeah, I'm loving Queensland. I'm loving the Broncos. So I could do everything I can to uh, yeah get things going and make things positive. Brilliant. Thanks, Marty. Really yeah, appreciate thanks, your Marty. time. Thanks, James. Have a good one. You too, Bronx Cowboys. Friday night, 7 o'clock, Suncorp Stadium. Now we've had Marty Topo uh, on the line this morning talking about this massive Queensland derby. Uh, Bronx Cowboys, Suncorp Stadium, tomorrow night, 7 o'clock kickoff. So in the interest of fairness, we've got to go to North Queensland. We've got Murray Talangi on the line. But I, I suspect, Murray, I won't get a big chance to chat to you here, even though Ian Healy is in bad waiting for this fourth test. Uh, your fellow State High boys, Brisbane State High boys, and I think Heels is going to take <laughs> over this interview, mate. So easy. Thanks for having me, guys. Hey, now, Murray, you, you uh, were Brisbane State High, um, I think for just year 11 and 12, weren't you? And you were playing in the first 15, and the Cowboys scouted you without you even playing league. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, we're playing um, against Nudge, and the recruitment manager was there, and he sort of just pulled me aside and asked if I was interested in playing league. So that's how it all started. <laughs> so it was a stellar what, league say, for you, oh, mate, yeah, wasn't mate. it? <laughs> Sorry? It was a stellar leap for you, wasn't it? I mean, to, to, I mean, you had a real rugby background because your dad played for the Reds and the Sunwolves and you really hadn't pondered rugby league. Yeah, yeah. And um, I've always was interested in watching it and... Never really thought I was going to be playing it, and I was just thought I was going to be a union boy through and through. And um, yeah, the opportunity that Cowboys came and offered me, I just yeah, I couldn't knock it down. And looking back at it now, I'm very grateful that I've um, yeah taken that opportunity. Hey, uh, you haven't heard from Eddie Jones in recent weeks, have you? <laughs> no, I haven't. Oh, maybe soon. Oh, he would. <laughs> Yeah, he will now. I've got. A, I'm working at getting him more exposure at Brisbane State High, Paddy. Like I believe, Murray, you're not in the foyer of the school yet. There's a hall of fame up there with, you know, a digital television screens that roll through all the old competitors: Haley Lewis, Duncan Armstrong, John Seaman, Chris Roach, Ian Healy, Wally Lewis, and you're not there yet. That's that's terrible. I've got to make sure that you're in the foyer of the school. <laughs> No, no, those are legends. I'm not, I'm not, the, I'm not a legend yet. So I've still got to make my way through. Mate, you played in the Australian Rugby League team. That's enough. Although they might have the dirt that you left uh, Rugby Union, I suppose. But geez, you've had success everywhere. You, you've had success everywhere you've gone. Like in the Queensland under twenties. This is in 2017. You beat New South Wales in the Junior Kangaroos. You beat New Zealand, um, and then in 2018. We, Within no time, you're in the Cowboys' top 30. It's been a whirlwind for you that you're starting to cement. Yeah, it's um, been a pretty crazy ride up here in uh, North Queensland. And um, I just can't thank these guys enough for, for everything they've done for me. And I am um, just want to repay them by, you know, putting my best foot forward out on the field. And, um, yeah, just want to make these guys proud and do it for the guys up here as well. Give us an insight into Todd Payton, mate. What sort of coach is he? Um, 
Toddy's more of like a like a father figure uh, for us up here, for us young fellas. Um, you know, he sort of knows when to have fun and then um, when to like pull us back into the rain. And um, yeah, he's got a, he's he's very likable up here. He's very relaxed and calm, and he's sort of those coaches where he has a like. If you've done something wrong, he's not angry at you, but he's more disappointed. And I think that's probably worse than him being angry at you. And um, yeah, we, we, I think we have a really special bond with him, each and every one of us up here. And um, yeah, no, nah, we we love him, and we just always want to do our best out on the footy field for him. Yeah, he certainly got the best out of you. For example, twenty-five matches you played last year for seventeen tries. You know when you say the the best foot forward, um, which yep. is that for you? Because you've you've had two knee injuries, haven't you? Have that been on the same knee, or both knees have shared it? Uh, nah, same as uh, both on the same knee. Um, yeah, but yeah, pretty pretty fortunate. It's not too bad now, but yeah, touch wood. Hopefully, no more. That was the reaction and, after the and, other day, mate. You, you know, you gave up an 18-point lead, nearly lost the game. I would imagine the coach uh, may not have been too happy after that. But uh, you get the win, you get the two points, and you come down now into a massive, massive match. Yeah, um, you know, heading into halftime, we thought that if we could just complete and hold on to the ball, um, we could have put it, put it, put our um, foot down on the pedal, and um, obviously it didn't do that. Um, yeah, it was just it was a bit of a tough second half for us, but um, yeah, you know, we were pretty lucky that we came away with the win. And um, this week would be very massive. Obviously, they played Panthers last week, and um, they surprised a couple teams. And um, yeah, we're not we're not going to take these guys lightly. We we know what they they're going to come out with, and um, yeah, they're they're very sharp team all across the board, and. Um, yeah, it'll be a tough battle for us. Yeah, I mean, have you heard much about the classics of five to ten years ago? You, you came to the Cowboys in 2017, so a couple of years after the, the grand final clash. It, it's been uh, it's been a huge rivalry, hey? Yeah, it has been. Um, I think we, we've still got Paul Bowman here, who, you know, he still speaks about the rivalries when he was playing. Um Yes. We still have around the club Matt Scott, Jonathan Thurston, who's played where they've won big games and won grand finals against the Broncos. So having those fellas around the building, you, you sort of know the rivalry and um, how much like passion and emotion goes in towards the, both clubs. And um, yeah, we're very fortunate to be in the situation we are in now. And um, I think tomorrow night we'll see, yeah, it's going to be a big one. You've got an ex-Bronco there as well who's really starting to make his make his name, isn't he? Tom Dearden. Oh, yeah, I love that guy. Um, yeah, he's he's turned it on the, the last year and um, he sort of made his home at the sixth jersey and, um, yeah, he's, he's like just an unbelievable player. He just plays with whatever he sees in front of him and, um, I think his best work is when he's on defensively and um, with a small body and small frame like his, he, he loves chucking himself at big players and, you know, we're very happy to have a 5 eight like him who loves to put his body on the line for a team like us. 
Well, your whole back line seems to have settled so brilliantly. There was question marks over Chad Townsend, uh, you know, drink water coming in. Um, you know, I think you might be a bit of an underrated back line. Yeah, for... Yeah, Drinker had a pretty tough year to start last year, and you sort of, sort of, you could have seen that um, that he really wanted to be back in the team with his, the way he was training against us. He was ripping us apart all across the board, and um, you know, as soon as he came back into the squad, you know, he he really showed that he didn't want to leave, and he put himself at that number one jersey, and then now he deserves and belongs there. And um, with Chad, they, yeah, he's the experienced head that we that we needed through the last couple of years. And um, he directed us in the right way and leaded us the way we needed to be. And uh, we're very fortunate to have those guys at our club. And obviously, you could have seen the success that we had last year. Hey, there was just one thing I wanted to ask. That, that, that we all remember that magic round, that freakish pass to Scotty Drinkwater last year. I mean, is that just instinctive or do you practice something like that, you know, in close to the try lines and the sideline? Um, no, I don't really practice. It was more ins- instinctive, like just sort of had my arm free and I thought just throw it and hope and not, yeah, pretty much just throw and hope and yeah, Drinky was right there, right place, right time and um, I reckon if he wasn't there, I would have got sprayed for sure if he didn't fall off, but yeah, I'm kind of happy he, he was there, so um, yeah. Hey, thanks for talking to hey, us. Hey, Murray, so take it, take it. Oh, you're done. No, no, oh, go on we, quick. Oh, we've got to wind it, mate. <laughs> I'm, really keen to, I'm really keen to know about your family, mate. Where, where was your family when you were at State High? And have they moved with you or did you have to do a lot on your own? Um, so mum and, and dad are still in Brizzy. Um, my older brother, JJ, who, he lives in Paris now. And then uh, pretty much as soon as I moved from finished school, I moved straight up north and... Yeah, been by myself up here with my partner now, and yeah, we've been here from 2017. Brilliant! All right, oh, mate. Well we, done, mate. Yeah, well we done. really appreciate your time today, Brisbane State High future Hall of Famer uh, Murray Talanga joining us yep. before the uh, before the big derby tomorrow night. Thanks, mate. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having Good me. Good luck, Murray.